0: So You can support us by supporting my sponsors, Elmer Garcia Realtor and AVS Concepts Audio and Video Home Entertainment. Those are my sponsors. Go follow them. You can find the information on the description. The other way you can also find out of everything that we're doing is join our newsletter at tbbyalicia.com and that's going to give you all the things that we're talking about, everything, all the resources, all the stuff that you want to know. The other way that you can also support us and keep our podcast thriving is through joining our Global Vibes Insider community. What is that? What is the Global Ins- Vibes Global Insider? It is a group where you can come in as an insider and subscribe and join to the community. And it was created for you to inspire you, to educate, to show how you can craft the life you wish to live. It is filled with experiences, including in-person events, business masterminds, speakers, resources. You get shout outs in the podcast. We invite you to workshops We get to go on local trips and even wine tastings. So how do you get to join that group? So you'll go to my website at tbbyalicia.com and then you select the community group, and there's three tiers. The first tier is the secret tier. It's for $10, and that includes a t-shirt, a signed book by me, and a shout-out on the podcast, $10 a month. The next tier is the explorer tier, and that is for $25 a month, and it's a t-shirt, a book, and a shout out. Plus, I'm including a one monthly one to one chat with me, and those are monthly one on one chats with me. You don't want to miss those. Those are amazing thirty minute one to one chats for twenty five dollars. And the last tier is a forty five dollar globe trotter, and that includes all the things I mentioned before: the t shirt, the book, the monthly one on one, the shout out on the podcast. Plus, you get invite to. Um, members only, insider only events, a welcome travel gift box. You know, I bring great things for my travels. And also I'm adding a digital style mood board for you. It includes styling, it includes accessories, um, everything customized and personal for you. Again, this is how you can contribute and you can be a part of us and you help us keep our podcast thriving. I hope you join. Welcome back to Vibes by Alicia podcast. I am so thrilled that you are here and giving me a bit of your ear to hear stories and ideas that I find meaningful and inspiring. This podcast is designed to encourage all of you to be so inspirational that other people crave your vibes. You guys, I have someone here that is so inspirational that I honestly, I follow her because I do crave her vibes, <laughs> to be honest. I'm so excited to bring to y'all a young woman that I met a few years ago. And, um, you know, back then she was modeling for me, but now and today she's taking her dreams to another level and she's making them a reality. I met Fatima Gutierrez a few years ago. And, you know, to tell you that she had that chispa that she <laughs> mentioned earlier, chispa, was like the most perfect word word for her because, you know, when I met her and I knew she had that cheese spine, and she was so open to just trying on clothes. I said, Hey, I need you to model this. I need you to model that. And she was so fun. And now she has, um, you know, created her own boutique. It's very unique. It's very fun. She calls it traditional clothing for the baddies. (laughs) And if anything, I think we're both baddies over here. And I want to encourage all of you to please follow what she's doing and let's learn a little bit about Fatima. Welcome to the podcast. Hi Alicia thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and talk a little bit about you know the brand and uh, Reconnect. It's been a long time yes. uh, and you know it like you said when I first met you uh, you are someone that I could relay and look up to. Oh, thank you. And, I'm, and it feels so good to be here back and talk a little bit about business about you know woman empowerment and lifestyle beauty and everything
0: I know all the great (laughs) things that we love right you know for me I think um you know having the podcast has been a way for 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 me to share the people that I'm I'm so encouraged by inspired by motivated by and one of the things that motivates me so much is the young women doing things their way and doing things that um that have a purpose that have meaning that um that that carry their heart in everything that they do. And that's one thing I did notice about you is that, you know, one thing you do you do very well is that you do share your heart with everyone. Yeah, for sure. I think it's
1: very important, not just as business, but in life in general, do things that are meaningful to you and do it with purpose. Like wake up in a day. And, you know, like today, like today I'm going to go to the podcast with Alicia, Alicia and talk about my business. And yes. I have so many other things to do today, but today it's important to me because I get to share my story with you. And I know people that are going to listen that probably have been in my shoes uh, because my journey has been really tough. And I think we will talk about it later on Definitely. in the podcast today. And I feel like a lot of people will be able to relate. And hopefully if they're listening to this, they can see my story and they can yeah. also... Be like, I can do it too. If she did it, I can do it.
0: Yeah, and I think one way that we we encourage each other and we bring each other up and we build each other up is by sharing what what our journeys are. Mm-hmm. And I know for you, your journey started in Mexico and then here in the United States as, as as a young girl. Um, I want you to tell my listeners a little bit more about your your you're a dreamer. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that and you talk about that, and now you have your green card, which mm-hmm. congrats. I mean, it's a big Thank deal you. for you because I know it's 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 important for you. Tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us about where you came from and your family. Yeah, a
1: lot of people get confused that I'm Mexican, but I'm actually Salvadorian. Oh. I am a Mexican. So, uh, so that was okay. the, uh, where the inspiration came from. But that is the next step for what I just talking about, Journey. It's like not just bringing stuff from Mexico, but also from El Salvador, from Guatemala, gotcha. from all Latin America. Like that is the next big step. And now that I have my green card, I, I'm able to travel, something that I couldn't have done before. So I was very restricted in that area. Uh, but, yeah, I come from El Salvador, a very small town called La Unión. I immigrated to this country when I was, like, 12 years old. Yeah, uh, I came with a visa. Uh, my background, I was a middle class. My mom was a lawyer in El Salvador. And my life wasn't bad, you know. Like, uh, But the reason that we came here is because El Salvador is such a small con- country with very small resources. The people study, they go to school, but they cannot find a job or, yeah. you know, there's just not enough job for people that have a, a college degree. Right. So my mom came here, and at first I was doomed because I have my life, my family, everything that I love as a little teenage girl uh, just kind of disappeared, and I have to start all over, learn a new language. Uh, the cultural shock was also very, like, was strong. Just, yeah, yeah, it was just different, um, and it was a lot of moving because my mom couldn't find a job. Here in the United States, I remember moving, like, five times. I know, and how
0: difficult for someone who was a lawyer in her country. Yeah. Very educated and well, you know, established in her country, and then having to reestablish herself. And a lot of people see that. Like, this is not a
1: story that Um, I'm just going to be telling. I know there's so many. I have met so many people just that way. And to me, a young child seeing my mom going from a computer, you know, giving orders to, like, cleaning toilets, it was... uh, a scene that changed my life and kind of that gave me that the thinking of it's okay to start all over again it's okay to get out of your comfort zone to be better and I feel like if my mom would have done that I wouldn't be here today so your mom is like a model for you yes she's my world I love her and I I just get very emotional when I talk about her because I am who I am because of what she did and of all of the morals that she gave me in life, and I follow um, her book, you know, step yeah. by step. So yeah, in, you know, and
0: being an immigrant child as well, learning a new language, yes. <laughs> no, and it's difficult. And I think we carry like I'm am I'm, I'm a first generation mm-hmm. myself, but I think a part of the of the generational or the immigration story is that we have to fulfill the hopes of our parents. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way for us to to not succeed or to to not achieve. You know, greatness, because they sacrifice so much for us. I feel like that is why you work so hard at what you're doing right now. I, I don't know any other young woman your age going and doing the things that you're doing in, in such a, a big way. And I think it's motivation from your, from your family, from your story, yes, your background.
1: For sure. I think that's what it is. And also just being able to kind of fulfill dreams and just, like, not settling because, you know, she, like, again, Going yes. back to the point, what she did, I have to kind of give it back, you know, and kind of mom, you all the sacrifices you did was for a reason. Like I cannot give up. Like no, no,
0: no, you of know. Course.
1: Um. So yeah, I of think course. it's very important, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. They
0: can, and I think I can relate to that. I I know that for myself, if I'm not, uh, if not, a, if I'm not achieving more and doing more, I'm letting them down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm exactly. not fulfilling their dreams and their hopes. For when my father's father and his mother came, you know, through the Bracero program, and she was pregnant eight months, and my daddy was an anchor baby. He was born in Harlingen so that the family had an American citizen, Mm -hmm. you know, in the United States, and that's my dad. Mm -hmm. And so I know the whole story. I know everything, and that, to me, you know, pushes me to keep achieving, to do more and do more. And when something comes in my way and it's an obstacle, I always think about them, and I say, you know... Uh, this can't be an obstacle for me. There has to be a way for me to to figure this out and work it out and, like, push, 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 push. And I think those are the things that a lot of immigrant kids carry with them, and mm-hmm. it can also be a little bit of a curse because sometimes we don't give ourselves a break. Yeah. Right? <laughs> for sure, yeah, I can understand I that. Know. So you started your store at Guaraches, which mm-hmm. is spelled G-U-A-R-E-X-E-Z, <laughs> which, by the way, the X is a C-H sound. Yeah. Ch-ch-ch-ch, which, by the way, I was just in Spain, and they use the X as a CH. Sound as well, so it's. It, it I'm. I'm guessing it's carried from from Spanish.
1: Yeah, you know? so it's like a little trabalenguas. Uh, do I it love anything. it. It's a sister, <laughs> yeah, trabalenguas. And, and also yeah. we played with the sound. So I was like, I initially started selling waraches, and waraches is spelled with the H. You know yes. the H sound. And I was like, okay, let's, you know, use the same word but in a different, you know, yes. spelling it. And it came out cute. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect because
0: even pe- even people who don't know, that is really how the X is, is pronounced initially. Mm-hmm. It's it's a ch sound. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in Spain, when I was there this past uh, month, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much stuff in X instead of the C-H. They they use it so well and mm-hmm. so much. It makes so much sense. So you started your store, Guaraches. You started it when? That was... Uh, I started during the pandemic time, like uh, the 2019,
1: like December 2019, and then on 2020. And it was kind of crazy because you would think that pandemic times will make business a little bit slower. Right. But it was the opposite because everybody was at home. Everybody was on their phone. And I think that was part of my success. I used social media. Uh, I remember I first posted it on Twitter because I was very active on Twitter. I'm not anymore. I'm getting older. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I posted saying... uh, I just started my business and talking a little bit more about it, and I think it was something I wouldn't say re- revolutionary because artisanal clothing has been here for many years. I am yes. not the first one, but I think I am. Will say that I am one of the first ones to bring it in a modern and sexy way, and I think that's what people call
0: it, people. like, well, I never seen seen this before. They gravitate to that because it's different. Yeah, You don't feel like you're, um, have you ever been called out on like, you know, you're not keeping traditional clothing? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I figure that's going to be something that people are going to be like, oh, that's not traditional. Why are you like making it sexy? It's not sexy. It's indigenous. Yes. All the time. But, you know, times changes. Okay. You
1: know, times changes just like evolution, you know. I feel like it's important to, and I, I'm going to touch people, you know, people might agree and I disagree, you know. No, that's fine, yeah. Uh, they're saying in Spanish, para gustos hay colores y para colores hay personas, ¿me entiendes? Every, everybody mm-hmm. has different tastes. And I think what I'm doing is keeping traditions alive, but catering to modern tastes. you know. Yes. I believe that I'm a, I like to dress sexy. I like to, you know, I'm mm-hmm. Latina, you yeah, know. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I don't think being <laughs> sexy should overshadow our power or like, oh, if you dress sexy, people won't take you serious or like, you know I
0: get that I disagree with that as well like I feel I know I'm 47 I'm I'll be 50 very soon and I'm thinking I'm not gonna dress like a 50 year old woman I'm still gonna dress like I feel like dressing because I feel good and you look good too (laughs) I have a 20 year old and I'm like yeah so what I'm I I feel good I feel happy I work on myself I work out I eat well I do everything that I love to do why am I supposed to look like an old lady whose whose rules are those exactly you know I love that, that that so you do get a lot of uh a lot of uh, backlash on that. I'm guessing. Um, I just move on. I, you know,
1: I listen to them, but there's always going to be people talking, saying, but you know, just move on, do your thing. And I think that's what people should do. There's always going to be talk.
0: You mentioned (laughs) on your, on your Instagram that you, your business is a fair trade business. What does that mean? And tell us what that means for the people that are like interested in like shopping fair trade. Okay, that means that we work with a
1: small group of verticians. Like we, okay, a lot of our cloning does include machine work. Yes. But uh, we work in regions of Chiapas and Oaxaca. Uh, so we have a main person that she's like our main produ- production head that I talk to. And then since I am not able to travel there very often, she's the one that takes care of production. And she goes and looks for people that live in very rural areas of Mexico. Okay, and they come into our sh- on our production shop, and they work for us. Um, fair trade, basically, you're, you're you're you
0: are paying a fair, fair trade. A fair wage. And you know, a lot of
1: people it's like, oh, I can buy that in Mexico for a uh, hundred pesos, which is five dollars, and I'm selling for fifteen, right? right. Let, let's say that. So it's just like people sometimes overlook what goes behind a business, you know, paying them fairly, importation, you know employees Import taxes yeah. yeah so i feel like even you know it's very bold to say but like my margin of um how do you say this in english <laughs> Possibility. Oh, there we go yeah uh it's not really high and i'm okay with that because i know my target um market is latinos and latinos Sometimes relate artisanal no clothing to a mercado. And what do you go do mm-hmm. out to a mercado? Vas a regatear. How do you say that in English? Yeah, you go bargain shopping. Yeah, yeah. and so, like, we have mm. this... Uh, negotiate. You negotiate. The people negotiate. Or they're in like our a, culture, uh, yeah. so... Sometimes they feel they can do that, but you don't go and negotiate yeah. with Nike. No, <laughs> they, don't. So, they don't. So, but why? I think,
0: yeah, for sure, that's a very good point. Yeah, I think they have that sense that they have to negotiate. They have to like you know negotiate with you and bring it down and bring it down, like yeah. until you get to the to the point where like that poor artisan isn't making any money anymore, and that's yeah. unfair to them because yeah. a lot of time, number one, it's handcrafted, mm-hmm. which means it's their their time and their effort, it's their skill sets, right? It's what um, their culture, what they're bringing into it. And I think every single piece has a story, no? Yeah, no, like a lot of the
1: clothing does not repeat. And we get that too uh, with a lot of our customers. We always try to write it down in our our description that a lot of the items are made in small batches. So like they hand draw, like they grab a piece of fabric and they dry with a white pencil and they start doing the flowers. And then uh, with a machine pedal, they go and they start Drawing oh. the flowers, so it's not like computerized, you know it's their imagination, what color they want to write it. It's very in the moment kind of thing, like inspired by by that moment
0: right there, yeah,
1: like the art, you know, Got like it. art when you know like an artist yeah. is painting them uh with the embroidering, and a lot of our clothes are also hand embroidery, which takes hours, you know, and there's so many techniques that you know indigenous people use to make this clothing that it just blows my mind you know yeah of
0: course and there's a history behind it yeah. as well uh, not only the uh the the hand the hand uh, crafted component the fact that that person learned it years ago probably from their parents and their parents from their parents it's something that's been carried on for generations yeah. and maybe hundreds of years yeah. to be honest and you bring it to to the masses, you bring it to Houston, you bring it to the United States. What is the reception? How are people liking your stuff? People love it. I, I am just, you know, when I
1: started this, I was like, oh, you know, I I was, well, I'm still a student. Uh, I was like, as long as I make uh, what I'm investing back, I'm okay. You know, I, I was not going with the highest expectation because we were always afraid of failing. So I was just like, okay, if I do just a little bit, it's fine. And people just went crazy. And yeah. was, it just makes me so happy to look back and just realize how much they have accepted it. And, wow, it's just incredible when, you know, our people unite and what they can do. So I'm thankful that a lot of people that helped me, people that didn't even know me, that, you know, it's just
0: crazy to think how far we have come. No, and I think one thing that you did is you tapped into the young people's um need to connect to their culture yes. but not necessarily do it like the old traditional way they want to do it their way mm-hmm. which is what the podcast and what i've been talking about lately with people is like doing business your way mm-hmm. and i think that is something you tapped in as a young woman as you tapped into that 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 uh nostalgia mm-hmm. that they have for their country and their parents countries and their you know abuelitas countries they don't necessarily want to wear the traditional garb but they want something that represents their heritage
1: Correct. Yeah, I, I think you worded just right, and I think that's important. Uh, people, we know a lot of our clients actually wear these dresses, not, not the most sexy one, but like the more you know body. How do you say body that? conscious? Yeah, uh, one for like. Um, mm-hmm. Their graduation in school, and that oh. makes me so happy <laughs> whenever they tag me.
0: That's just amazing. Just on, on May, there was like
1: so many people wearing uh huaraches. Oh, I went to the rodeo last year, oh, this year, uh-huh. and I saw kid you now, like 10 people wearing huaraches, yeah. and I was like, what? This you know that's even interesting that yeah. you mentioned
0: that because the rodeo being a very Tejano thing yeah. it's very Mexican Tejanos are part of Mexico and the culture and the and South America and even Central America like yeah. we're all a part of this Tejano culture so yeah bringing this and even like when Selena was alive she used to wear a lot of clothing that was very representative of her mm-hmm. and her culture and what she was
1: yeah I mean Latin culture is everywhere now like the clean girl aesthetics <laughs> yes. come on it's <laughs> Latin okay so I it's like it. uh, have you ever? About the clean girl aesthetic, no, I need you to tell me what that so is. So it's like wearing your <laughs> hair back, um, uh, having like the blouse that you're wearing, oh, kind of thing. Am
0: I part of that now? A yeah. little, yeah. So
1: it's like a lot of like white people been wearing that. Uh-huh. So, like, a lot of people on TikTok being
0: like calling them out. Okay, tell me clean, clean girl aesthetic, clean, 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 like, como limpia. yeah, limpia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. clean, okay, clean, okay, ¿Qué decir clean, like clean, so, makeup? clean, okay? no tu
1: pelo para atrás uh-huh. like a,
0: like or like a ponytail ajá uh-huh, unos it.
1: aretitos siempre bien arreglada and no, that you see, know see, c- see. or like there oh, was a girl saying that's been me forever
0: that's been me like for 30, 40 years now
1: there was this girl on <laughs> TikTok calling aguas frescas a spa water uh.
0: Because serious? she was making like uh, agua de limón like, uh-huh. or
1: chata, or like hibiscus water which is Jamaica. Oh, my God. And she's like, uh-huh. I'm going to teach you guys how to do spa water. <laughs> and everybody came out like she was cancer right away. That is not spa water. That is
0: aguas frescas. <laughs> and somebody educated her. Yeah. No, ah! everybody on TikTok went <laughs> crazy. Millions <laughs> of people educated her. That's interesting. But see, that's what I'm talking about. That's the beautiful thing about young people and younger, younger generations is that you guys are tapping in to things that are so creative so unique so different and saying you know what um you may call it spa water but that's not really what it is it's agua fresca and we know what it is because we grew up with this like you can't like fool us basically right like i love that about and the creativity you guys bring to the table i feel like
1: our generation is full of so much powerful women like i love seeing what everybody's doing you know everybody's working every day like I follow these people on social media and I feel like social media is changing now. Back then he was like a lot like influencer and very like, uh, well the people that I follow at least when I wake up and I look at social media, I see people that inspire me. Like when some, when I see someone that it's not bringing something to the table, it's bringing me down or comparing myself too much. I'm just like, you disconnect. Yeah. And then I follow people that I actually, people that come from the same background as me, uh, And it just, you know, it makes me wanna do better and be better, you know, and I'm glad that there's so many people just like me doing this, uh, doing things to motivate others.
0: Friends, I must tell you, I know the place to go if you need house audio, TV installation, security monitoring. I am telling you, these people are so, so good that I cannot wait to share them with you. AVS Concepts is the place to get all of these things taken care of. They're the experts in audio video. If you are entertaining and you need music, call them. If you just purchased a new house and you want to have security, you've got to call them. They are the best at all of this for you. I am so excited to share them with you. They are new sponsors for the podcast. You will not, not regret having them in your house. They can put anything up and create the most amazing surround sound. I am telling you, when I watch my movies, I like to watch them with surround sound. And thanks to AVS Concepts, I can do that. Follow them at their Instagram account, AVSC underscore HTX. Or you can also find them at their website, AVSCHouston.com and Tell them that Alicia from Vines My Alicia sent you and they will take care of you. I promise. you. So you don't see competition as a problem for you? No, not
1: at all. I love that people, you know, people reach out to me and tell me I'm I'm open to give tips, you know, and I always tell them start a business, but. Have your own essence. Don't try to copy what other people are doing. And I think that's what I've been successful because I'm mm. not the only one doing this. Mm. But mm. I feel like that my business extends out from the rest because it's traditional clothing for the baddies, you know, and that it's who we are. And I don't think there's other other people like us at all. Like if you see other shops similar to me, their content is totally different than mine's. And so are you
0: a baddie Fatima? Yes, I am. I'm <laughs> proud to say it, you know. So I see your dress today. You're dressed in your in your own pieces, which is amazing because that means that you believe in what you do. Yes. You know, so many people put out things and they don't like really ever even use it. You know, a lot of influencers are like that, you know. Um, I have sponsors sometimes or that somebody reaches out to me, but I'm like, I don't use what you, you're talking about. Uh-huh. So it really doesn't make any sense for me. And I think staying on my brand and my vision, I have to believe in what I'm putting out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you do that. Yeah, you have to.
1: I mean, whenever it's funny because whenever I'm at the store and people come, uh, and I'm always wearing something when I just and they're like, oh, what are you wearing? And you know, it pretty much. Oh, so it's my label. It's my clothes, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's important. It's super comfortable. How can I not I wear know, it? And it's it just so, so
0: comfy. I need to come get that dress. Yes, from you. I and I always it. get compliments, and I love the
1: attention. So
0: yes. <laughs> I'm going to wear it. So. Yes, yeah. you're your own marketing billboard sign. Yes, you're walking <laughs> around as a marketing billboard sign. Like, hey, I'm selling my clothes. You want to know? Oh, here's my website. And here's my Instagram. Your Instagram account, by the way, is so cool. So much fun. By the way, I cannot be dancing on social. That is such a thing that I can't, like, do. But I admire people who do it. I'm like, God, that's so cool that you can dance in front of social media. You you think that that's just my one video, but I can go to my draft and I have, like, 30
1: videos of, like, and I'm sweating. and I have to make, you know, those videos have so much production behind. Uh, uh, there's production <laughs> going on behind. Okay. Yeah. And it can be a little cringy because I'm like dancing. <laughs> but it's, you're
0: selling. Yeah. So, uh, yep, yeah, she's dancing, but she's <laughs> selling as well. She's making money. It's and fun. I think one thing you mentioned at the beginning is that it really wasn't about the big margins for you. It was really about bringing it to the table. And I'm guessing eventually you'll want to, you know, scale and you'll want to grow. Yeah, that's the idea right now. I just got my green car a few months back.
1: So, and I'm still in school by the way so can you imagine that's amazing to me that you're doing all that yeah running a business uh going to school so I'm just trying to graduate uh let's talk about the school side of things tell me about it I feel like I don't need to graduate because I have a business right so like I'm I'm not looking for a job but the reason that I'm graduating is going back to the talk about parents and my mom she pushes me every day she tells me she's like the little voice in my head of course keep going to school Finish. You got this, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm already up to the finish line. So I just want her to have a little paper on her sala, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. on her living room, hang it in when uh, people come to her house so she can show it off. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, Hispanic yeah. parents. Uh,
0: yeah, and also sure. just want
1: to say to people that education is very important. I feel like if I didn't have gone to school, you know, I, I have come with this naturally talented, creative mind, but school teaches those skills. And not just school, I mean, just a little... Reading a book, uh, watching hearing a podcast, watching a video on YouTube, just educate yourself. I feel like you never can stop learning. Learning is so important, never settle. Even if you finish school, I know for sure that I'm gonna keep reading books, I'm gonna keep uh listening to podcasts. You know, going to conference, just getting those skills and putting
0: it to work. Constantly learning. Yeah, constantly finding ways to learn. You know, my son as well, like he's in college as well and he's Doing his business and it's doing very well for him. But we always say to him, like, you still have to get your college education mm-hmm. because it just really represents the fact that you stuck with something and you mm-hmm. made it through to the end. And uh, and there's there's value in that. There's a lot of value in that, you know, and it's something that we also carried from our parents, our, our immigrant parents. My husband's also the son of immigrants. And so for us, getting an education for them was the whole, it was their world. Like mm-hmm. that was everything they wanted for us, is for yeah. us to get our college education. And then from there, we could figure things out. We're younger parents, so our kid is a little more like, mom, but you know that I just think I really don't need it. I'm doing good. Mm -hmm. But it's still a good thing to have. It's still something that has meaning yeah it. and yeah. It's,
1: it's not necessary you know I don't think like it's if you not, don't go to college yeah. not you're not like going to be to successful be. yeah I right, know right. times have changed
0: exactly uh,
1: and I think a lot of things that maybe we can talk, talk about it's like we are I'm lucky to have the mom that I have that pushes me to do better yeah. but there's so many people mm-hmm. that don't have a mom like me don't have the, support. Or have the support you know they don't a lot of I feel like a lot of sometimes Latin parents or Latin culture in general it's like we are working people. Like, we come to this country, we they, we don't have those privileges sometimes. Exactly, of, we don't.
0: You mentioned you have, a, you have a mother. Do you stay in touch with your dad? Do yeah, you know so anything? my, okay. my dad lived in El Salvador. Uh, okay. So both of your parents are salvadoreños. So yeah. You're salvadoreña all the way. All the so way. So when I hear you on Instagram and you have that Mexican accent, it's I'm like, this girl is Mexican. There's no way. No, I've been married. I've been married. Uh, I've been married for two years, and I've
1: been dating my boy, well, my husband for ten years. Oh. So I came to the I came to United States, and I. So I see. And I I, <laughs> I found this little beautiful Mexican boy, and I just stuck with he him. i have been love. dating for ten years. And there's even a saying in Spanish that before you even learn English, you come to um, uh, like a Salvadorian, like a Salvadorian joke. It's like whenever you move to the states. Uh, before you even learn English, you are going to learn how to speak like a Mexican. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, Mexico is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's like one... You can... Just Mexico is such a beautiful country and I'm just so... uh, happy that I was welcome to the community like that. And that my, I feel like I am part Mexican. Like I'm so proud of being Salvadorian and I will carry my flag everywhere, but I'm like, I'm married to a beautiful culture. So I love that. So you,
0: you mentioned that your dad
1: knows, does your dad know what you're doing? Yeah. uh, Me and my dad, like my mom and my dad divorced when I was very little. Uh, you know, it's like a tough relationship, you know. Is it supportive? Is it a supportive relationship or you really
0: don't have much of a Not much of a relationship. Okay. And okay. I don't
1: mind, him. I think, having a strong mom. Again, you know, my mom is everything. And uh, I never thought that I. That um, you needed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my mom always was like, oh, that's your dad. You got to love him. Mm-hmm. You know, right now mm-hmm. that you will go back to El Salvador, say hi to him, be polite. And I did. But I think growing up with a single strong mom, it just gave me everything. and So true. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like there's so many women out there just like me that grew up with a single mom, strong single mom, and you know it just made them stronger. I think uh, I see women like, you las mujeres y puedo ver todo lo que ellos logran siendo una madre soltera. So,
0: no, and I think the story or the the moral of the story is that honestly, if you have the will, there is a way. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like if you there's a will, and and it really goes back to the. So the idea that in America you can become what you set your, your mind to become, and mm-hmm. it really is true, because you could come from nothing and become something, yeah. um, and not only through hard work, but through education, and through community, and through learning, and through growth, and yeah. being open,
1: right? Yeah, I think it's very important, because before I had waraches, I was undocumented, so I couldn't find a job. Like, mm-hmm. I used to be a nanny. I used to go clean houses with my mother. Uh, I used to work as a waiter. I used to work, I remember being in high school. I was 15 years old. It was my first job. So I have to go to school and I was in choir. So I will stay after school for choir. And I will head to work from 7 p.m. to 12 at night, 12 midnight, uh, working at Wingstop. So I've been having multiple jobs, you know, and uh, I think it's so, again, talking about like if you can dream it, you can do it. So in those dark times of me, I knew that something good was coming for me because I was never that person that settled. Like, even though I I was cleaning houses, yeah. you know, and um, nannying in the mornings, in the afternoon, I will come and model for you. Or mm-hmm. I will join a, a, a group in school, EGNM, El Gato Media Network and go do these things that we will go to Miami, to the conference, you know? So I was was undocumented, being a nanny, cleaning houses, but I I would be able to sponsor a week away from that job, you know, uh, to go to Miami and talk to these big people, you know? It's just it's like I never settled for for what I was living, you know? I never let the obstacles bring me down. It made me even stronger. Like, I'm not going to settle for this. I'm not going to look at my life in a sad way. I'm not going to cry myself asleep and be like, oh, I don't have papers. I'm undocumented. Yeah. I, I cannot do anything. Yes, you can. You know, you can decide. Maybe it the restrictions is a lot more than just a person, a regular yeah. person. But you can do it.
0: And a lot of it is your mindset is that you decided in your mind that you were not just going to be basic. You were going to be better than that and you're going to achieve more and you're going to grow more. And this was just a moment in time, you know, the moment in time is as working as a nanny or as, as someone who cleans houses Mm -hmm. because in your head, that dream, that visualization of you, where you are today Mm -hmm. was there. Mm -hmm. And so you knew you would get there one day. You just had to go through certain moments Mm -hmm. to get to that point. And I think that's how people visualize success. You know, that's how people have a mindset um, address or a mindset check when they say, okay, yeah, yeah. maybe I'm going through like a, a low moment or a very sad moment in my life right now, but I know it's going to get better. I know, and that I know it's going to get better is a, is a very like strong feeling that says mm-hmm. you're not going to be here forever. This is just a, it's just going to pass and you've, you're you going to get through and you're going to push. And you're an example of that, Fatima, because that makes sense. Like that's something that you, you've. Gone through Mm -hmm. and you've accomplished so much in 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 your life now. Um, your brand is also size inclusive. And I wanted to talk to you about that because um, you know, there's so much talk about uh clothing out there, mass-produced clothes, uh, you know, trying to fit uh body positivity, trying to fit the people that think, you know, well, Mm -hmm. don't be fat. You should be skinny, Mm -hmm. or you shouldn't be wearing that, you're too big for that. Or How do you, how do you build that confidence in the women who come to you and say, I could never wear that. That is like something a skinny girl would wear.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it's even harder when you have a slow fashion brand or an artisanal brand, because whenever you work with fast fashion, you, there's no limit, you know, like Uh there's this, you know, uh, but with artisans, sometimes they were used to working just one size, a one size fits all. And a lot of our clothing, we are doing that transition, you know, we haven't gotten there yet. But we started and we are changing things um, to where one size does not fit all. Yeah. You know? And I feel like sometimes my customers, I feel like the people that follow me, they already have that confidence. And if they don't, by watching the videos or by seeing people wear it, then, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. she looks like me. I could Why try it. I could do yeah. it myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just, I feel like people, things are changing. Sometimes you don't even have to tell them. Like social media now, it's so body positive that it's not something hard to look well it is hard to to talk about sometimes but I feel like people are more open and I love that you know and the other thing that I I noticed
0: just from looking at Mm -hmm. your Instagram account and the things that you do on TikTok as well you embody that as well like you have a confidence in yourself and your body and I think that that is the one way that people can definitely relate to your brand is that you yourself embrace it feel the brand, feel good in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you encourage your clients, your customers, to feel good about themselves just through that inspiration. I'm guessing that's how you get to (laughs) 266,000 followers. I
1: mean, wow. I think uh, it's very important to, you know, feel uh, beautiful within yourself and portray that to the world because if you're not confident, sometimes people will see that in you and they're like, ah, le
0: falta la chispita, you know? La chispa. Uh, yeah, la chispa. So, I, and I think, like, women the now spark. and day, the, the, the spark, spark. Yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm like, what is chispa spark? It's a spark. She has a
1: spark. Yeah, but las mujeres it's ahora están cambiando, factor. like, women are so powerful, I'm just so, I'm so glad to be a woman, like, I I hope if I'm, like, if I have I another life. I you feel the same <laughs> way when you're ha-
0: having hot flashes like me, I'm like, <laughs> I wish I wasn't going through this, I wish I wasn't a girl. <laughs> I mean, women go through a lot of hardships, just our
1: bodies, you Yeah, know, of course. imagine all that we have to endure. But it's okay. That's what
0: makes us women. And you like, still show up to, in, to to work, you know, feeling crampy, <laughs> feeling bloated, feeling disgusting and gross. And you still have to show up looking beautiful right. and happy. <laughs> hey, how's everybody doing? Good, great. Okay, great. Because I'm bloated like a mothermucker right now. I love that you say that because it is really about being secure in yourself. So let's talk a little bit about the business component <laughs> of it. So how, how are you funding your business? How is that happening for you?
1: So right now, it's just cash flow. I'm okay. thankful
0: to say that it's just cash flow.
1: When I started, it were my savings. Uh, and I think one of my advantages was that I took a lot of pre-orders, so people will pay for it first, and then it went to production. Makes and, sense. And that made me some capital to kind of run my business, and it started going from there. Uh, so when I first started, it was like a lot of pre-orders, 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 because I couldn't uh, have like a fast fashion time frame of like, oh, yeah. Production goes on Monday, comes out on Friday. And yeah. you know it yeah. takes about two to three weeks. But now that the cash flow has grown, I'm able to kind of have everything in stock and shipping is faster. So I started with some savings uh, and then everything just kind of started growing. Like, put in it. What my first, um, the first money that came in, I put it back in the business. I wouldn't have any money for me. Like, I was still working. You're not paying yourself, no, basically. the first uh, skipped, reinvested into the yeah. business. So the first, like the first six months of I, I was still nanny and I was still uh, cleaning houses while the business started growing at one point that I was like I need to be full on this I even stopped going to school for two years so just back right now I, and then I I, I I told my mom to come into my team that was like one of the happiest moments in my life Kind of telling my mom like you're gonna stop cleaning houses you're gonna come work with me yes. it's not gonna be as you know as hard nice. and then i started hiring more people like my best friend uh, sadie she was like uh one of the customer service side and then and uh and it went from my mom to my best friend to a person that i random you know not randomly but like a person i didn't know so it's kind of it's been growing and as you know. but it's good
0: you know, and, and I think college teaches you a little bit about business and a little bit about how how to, you know, find funding or ask people to invest in you.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, right now, I hope to go to, you know, sign up for a small business uh, website. I, I I don't recall the name, but there's like so for much. Loans? Yeah, for, there's so much opportunity, especially for, like, uh, women-owned or minority-owned. Yeah, for there's sure. so much funding that... You can, you know, we can get advantage of it. And maybe I'm sleeping on it, but I think I will look into that and, you know,
0: no, and I think that you have a proven a proven concept now. I think they're going to ask you if it's a proven concept, and and you 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 sell you sell a lot. You have your social media following. You have your TikToks. I think that's one thing that um, investors are always looking at: is that do you have a proven concept? Mm-hmm. Do you have something that has growth potential? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that you definitely do. And I can see that from 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 where I'm standing: um, sneakers, shoes, accessories, clothing. Do you design the dresses, or do you have someone that so- designs? for you we
1: have exclusive collection so like the dress that i'm wearing is yes not designed by me but it's a work of the artisan so i give credit to them you know okay but there's like exclusive collection that we have that is designed by me but the main uh, inspiration is the mexican textiles and in the so I cannot take full credit because it's just But who's, some, who decides
0: how sexy something is going to be? Me.
1: <laughs>
0: I, because I see like off the shoulder. I see with a little booby. Mini skirt. Uh, mini skirts, body Yeah, like are your artisans in Oaxaca Chiapas? Like they're coming up with some really good. Cool <laughs> so it's a mixture of okay. them and me. <laughs> okay. But,
1: uh, you know, mainly them. I give the concept of, you know, modern and sexy, but. The embroidery—it's traditionally. Okay. Them. You gotta tell me you still have that because that is so freaking. Cute. I think we're sold out, That's but a, it a, might is come. Is that a jumpsuit? <laughs> yeah, it's a jumpsuit. Oh. <laughs> King okay, Kardashian I need- would love that. Oh no, but she cannot wear it. Oh, um, maybe we'll see.
0: <laughs> oh, that girl will wear anything, I <laughs> right? guess. No. So. Oh, okay. Um, no, I need to go get something made with you because I need—I need some of these things. Yeah,
1: especially right now for <laughs> <laughs> Fiestas Patria, Suspene- Hispanic Heritage Month, so. Yeah, you know,
0: and I think not only like in Mexico, but in 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 Guatemala, in El Salvador, yeah. um, uh, Nicaragua. I know they use a lot of uh, yeah, everything, hand embroidered. Everything's so connected. In, and it's not no. a, exclusive to Mexico. It's, no,
1: it's it's all over Latin America. Uh, like there's like a, a Yu bags in Peru too. Peru, yes. All Latin America mm. has you know similar uh, traditions and pattern making textiles. So you know. Uh, there's um, Colombia. There's Guayu bags that they also mm-hmm. made in Mexico. Um, so Guatemala and Chiapas are very close together. Yes. So that was the Mayan territory. So you can see that connection there. So mm-hmm. like the Chiapas people and the, you know, Guatemala are sure. Mayan. So that's where, you know, the culture, yeah. the traditions. And come. that doesn't
0: mean we can't wear another culture's um clothing as well. I think it's 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 very different when you're appropriating. It's one thing, very different when you're doing that. It's another thing when you're you're inspired by somebody's culture and you decide to wear something. I like wearing kimonos. I mean, yeah. those are my favorite thing and I'm not Japanese, but yeah. I love them. Um but there's a difference between like appropriating and like really feeling a part of the culture and feeling embraced by it. It's giving
1: credit, I think. Yeah. It's like you can wear something and give credit to the people, you know? So and so I true. feel like a lot of people I like you know a lot of our Mainly our customers are Latinos, but we get reached reach out to like other like Caucasians, uh, African-Americans or just we, we have shipped to South Korea. I mean, yeah, South Korea, wow. Italy, uh, the Netherlands. And I look at the last names and they're not Latinos, you know. So I feel like uh, it's okay. So, I don't mind them wearing my clothes at all. I feel like if they show respect and they give credit that's fine for me yeah, yeah. but you know
0: a lot of people have different opinions so to each their own i know but then but then at the same time we want others to embrace what yes. We do. yes and it's okay i embrace other cultures i'm i'm a huge fan of like japanese clothes and, and like um uh, you know turkish outfits mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and in, in, in india as well i think it's great i think it's an amazing thing that we tie ourselves to mm-hmm. other cultures and we learn from mm-hmm. other cultures it's like traveling in a way yeah bringing a little piece from somebody's country i think yeah. that's wonderful so um what do you have coming up for the rest of the year let uh, let my listeners know where they can find you are you doing anything like a festival i don't know what do you what do, what do you want our, my, my listeners to know about you
1: pretty much to follow us on social media i promise you won't regret it it's fun there uh and you're gonna probably get a, a shopping addiction <laughs> uh and just if you live in Houston come and visit us we're in Harwin we're on 10175 Harwin Drive suite 104 but if you follow us on Instagram um what i'm going to spell it slowly because it's confusing <laughs> is g u a r a x e z um just follow their social media and yeah if you ever want to talk to me one on one like i'm always open on DMs my uh personal uh Instagram is Fatima gutis with double c at the end um yeah i
0: mean, i'm i was i'm thankful for being here tonight i'm today so grateful it was really fun I, and I am so grateful for you. I'm um, Seeing you grow and seeing you become the woman you're becoming, Fatima, has been such a pleasure to see. I get so excited when I see young ladies like you that I mentored at one time or that modeled for me at one time or that I, um, you know, taught them because I was a teacher for a very long time as well. And seeing them growing and doing the things that they love to do, it just makes me so happy. And I'm just so, th- you know, grateful that I have those opportunities to touch you guys in some ways and like definitely bring you on to, to talk about what you're doing. Because I think, you know, we grow through inspiration and through motivation and we grow by seeing how other people are doing it and not just um, thinking, well, they have something special. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. You just have to apply it. Yeah. Correct. Execution. It's all down to the execution. Everybody has ideas, but you have to execute.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you, Fatima.
0: I appreciate you so much, guys. Follow her. Go see what she's doing. Also, follow me. Follow uh, Advice by Alicia on the podcast. Um, We're on Apple. We're Spotify. Everywhere you want to find us. We're also hosting a Texas Podcasters um, event this Tuesday, the 27th. So let me know if you want more more information on that. And uh, let me know how you're thinking and uh, give me some feedback. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Fatima. I want you to meet my favorite bilingual realtor, Elmer Garcia. You all know that a passion of mine is real estate investing, and having a great realtor by your side is essential. Elmer knows the city of Houston like the back of his hand, and not only is he highly regarded by his clients, but also by the professionals in this field. I can tell you from experience that he is attentive, trustworthy, thorough, and detail-oriented. He knows what I like, y'all, and seeks out opportunities for finding the right property for me. His services range from residential real estate to commercial and investment. He will guide you the entire way, I can tell you that. You can email him at elmerg.realtor at gmail.com or call him at 832-512-5752 or you can also find him on Instagram, elmer_garcia_real_estate. underscore real estate. And don't forget, anything real estate is his forte.